0: We'll <laughs> Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another show of Harmonics. I'm Gregory Korea, and I got a great guest. In my mind, he has been talked about with, with my friends. I have talked about him, and now I actually have him on my show. I like to welcome Danny Means. Danny Means. Hello, everybody. Yes, Pleasure sir. to be here, sir. It is totally it's good awesome to be here. be here with you. Thank you, man. You know, I'm honored. Totally. Oh, thank you so much. You know, uh, Danny, um, so many people have told me about your plane. I did some study work on you, and you have played with uh, numerous people. But I like to go back a little bit. We're gonna sure. start your early beginnings. Then we'll we'll fly up into your you know you're in your 20s or whatever. Tell me, how did you ever get involved in playing a guitar?
1: Well, back in my days growing up, San Diego, namely, uh, I lived on a dead end street in the country, and uh, just so happened the two houses down at the end of the cul-de-sac and the dead end street. This is an El Cajon a suburb of San Diego, Mm -hmm. out in the country, basically. Mm -hmm. Uh, My best friend's uh, mother played the guitar Mm -hmm. and had done some TV and radio uh, things. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was all, you know, guitars just laying around the house. Mm -hmm. And so I, you know, as with uh, back then, this was before the Beatles came out. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I started in about 60, 61. I, uh, again, I would, we were mentioning or talking earlier about how, uh, you know, the Ink Spots, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame do wop band right, spent right. the night at my house mm-hmm. when I was a little kid. I was about five or six. Mm-hmm. And my dad brought them home because they couldn't get a room wow. I, at the club where what my mom shame. was working. Right. So dad's all, hey, you guys, can, you know, come out, you know, out to my house and the Ink Spots showed up, <laughs> you know, so it, uh, I think it was a black Cadillac and they spent the night and they joked and smoked. and did you know hung out on the back porch and my sister and cousin fed her fed them sandwiches yeah i very, vaguely remember it but it was like wow uh, musicians really mm-hmm. and hell i didn't even know black people existed i mean i was like a stupid little you know white kid on uh, living in the de- dead end street in the country mm-hmm. wow is that how that happened
0: yeah so, well, so when is so the first like,
1: so when is the first time that you actually picked up a guitar well uh it was around a, a little after that time because you know i sort of it's like with so many things when you're a little kid, they're all very peripheral. Mm-hmm. Can be, you know. And I just sort of like, oh, guitar. I'm like, da da, B and e da da. That's all lang Da da, da da, da da, da da. So I'm like, well, that was easy. Interesting. You know. So kind of like, oh. And then you know, back then, you know, we all had the little stupid transistor radios. Of course. And they were playing, you know, like Elvis and Chubby Checker and all mm-hmm. that, and I was. Was watching like chubby checker dance on the tabletops and stuff and going well that's kind of cool right. and i was like oh yeah you know musicians that could be fun you know mm-hmm. and i just started to go over to my buddy's house a lot and just sit and play his guitar for hours mm-hmm. and just kind of well that's cool and and then you know uh the beatles hit 64. and i saw that show i was February with ed 9th. sullivan yeah you know and i was like wow be- beatles Oh, well, I knew who they were anyway, but yeah. how about this? This is how big the Beatles were. You know, there's people who say they're all younger. The mm-hmm. Beatles were overrated. Uh, no. How about this? Let's say I know who The Weeknd is, mm-hmm. right? The Beatles were so big. It was such a, like a tsunami of like whole culture that, well, and I was like, you know, guys can have long hair, <laughs> you know, other than Indian old black and white Indian movies, you mm-hmm. know, like. All that uh, Audie Murphy stuff or whatever, you know, that, wow, guys can have long hair, Mm -hmm. you know. And then um, anyway, so uh, how big the Beatles were. They actually, I was in second grade and we had, I went to Naranka elementary whatever
2: Mm
1: -hmm. uh and uh they actually had a uh, assembly they were like hey everybody you got to go to this assembly hall Mm -hmm. i'm like oh what the hell's going on and they actually had these kids get up on this little stage with black mop wigs dyed black (laughs) and mime beatles uh music i want to hold your hand okay i'm like really like so like i referenced the weekend earlier who's going to do that hey everybody in elementary school get together and no that's how the beatles weren't overrated and their melodies from hell nobody wrote those melodies before and you know yeah they were influenced by the everly brothers and so on and mm-hmm. all Chuck that everly, and little richard and little you know richard, them, right. paul mccartney had elvis, that little R- elvis and mm-hmm. all that stuff but yeah they were extraordinary and they still hold up and stand the test of time still just, just like timeless. beethoven Third like that timeless. pastoral symphony yes you yes, know and yeah. all, all these kinds of uh, musics that are eternal sorry you just can't get rid of them they're mm-hmm. you, you know never will. it's like it's like acdc it's oh, you're I'm not going to get rid of them back in black and howie to hell and all that wonderful music you right. know right uh, I wish I would have saw them. I never had the chance. I, I never just, did either. I only seen them on TV, know, but I've watched a million enough. things of them, and they're just great. Angus Young is just so oh oh. You never great. seen ACDC dc live? No. Oh my God, they're they're explosive. No, I, I've watched tons of videos. Like, oh my God, mm-hmm. these guys
0: are great. Right. You know, I've seen them a few times. Uh, oh, they're great, and, and I know they're going through a uh, different kind of an alignment, possibly coming back. But the original, you know, with Bon Scott
2: yeah all oh, that this, stuff you know eddie van halen
0: yeah. said oh when they played because i was at that show when they played at they were Coliseum. see him eddie said this he goes i gotta follow these
2: motherfuckers." you know Yeah, what I'm saying? not an
1: easy thing to do not an
0: easy thing to do you know um uh, but it eddie did shine and
1: you know oh yeah best and we were talking about that earlier before the show how mm-hmm. in 78 i heard the first van Halen album i was like ted templeton wow montrose montrose doobie brothers uh holy shit i remember thinking okay this is the future of rock and roll Mm -hmm. and then it was kind of weird though for me though but i didn't i A couple years went by before it really seemed like to stick Mm -hmm. to like the general culture thing It was about 82. Mm -hmm. that's kind of about when i discovered like iron maiden great band great band i love peace of mind that's such a great album right and it's a funny thing when you're uh uh, you love this kind of music rock and roll you know and uh, but I also really like Nat King Cole and yeah. Hank Williams and, uh, you know Billie Holiday and Duke Ellington yes. and all this just great music is great music and I right. taught a lot you know mm-hmm. I taught like uh, about 40 students a week for 20 years mm-hmm. in all these different music stores mm-hmm. uh, on the in the Bay Area mm-hmm. and then some in El Centro before I moved up here in 80 mm-hmm. which was quite an extraordinary time mm-hmm. for me so, do you in, in in your in your middle passage of life, uh, you, when was the first band that you came into? And then, well, I was one in high school. Okay, you know, and we were playing like Steppenwolf and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and uh, we yeah. didn't do really any gigs. And the first gig I did was somewhere thereabouts after. And the next band we were doing like Stones.
2: Yeah, hey, <laughs> hey, Pleased hey, to meet yeah. you. <laughs> He's got yeah. Exactly. And
1: uh, that kind of stuff, you know, that because it was and the popular thing and you know people liked it and this party I mm-hmm, mm-hmm. always like music that kind of makes you want to party yes. yeah you know and uh, it just reminds me I you know could segue to uh, a memory They used to have a I don't know if you're familiar with in the Dublin area they used to have this uh, ranch out there off of Tassahara, mm-hmm. and they'd have all these huge parties mm-hmm. punk parties you know we like parties. metal parties yeah. I used to go to them and, you know, I don't give a damn if, you know, you have short hair, long hair, nobody yeah. cares, right? right. But I have losing. a really good memory of going to one of these parties, uh, and I had my leather on and, sh- you know, and I had a bottle of Jim Beam, <laughs> right, <laughs> before yeah. I went to the party, and there's, I there's get two I can understand. Sid Vicious incarnate guys guarding the gate, Mohawks, they're punks, mm-hmm. right? And they're like, it's two bucks to get in with an attitude, and I went, you're in. <laughs> And they we gave the you know gave him the ball the guys gave it to his buddy gave it back you can go
2: <laughs>
1: that's just like the typical rock and roll thing exactly you know, that's great exactly that's a great story
0: yeah, so too many of them. when as you, as you went along and you you've performed with a
1: lot of different people yes I, I I've, a different genres Oh, all kinds yeah I thought if you you know if you can play jazz and metal and blue like Alex Skolnick did that. You know, he was my replacement actually, at Orinda Music. Doug Doppler when I first started teaching up here I got a job at Arendt Music. Oh really? Yeah. Man, you play with some people. Well, it's just I've just been around for a while. Mm. And you know, if you have a good attitude It is a good attitude you know, attitude. and you're just trying to share in the experience of like I'm not better than you or any exactly. of that nonsense. I'm just trying to have fun with my friends. That's right. It is nonsense when they start talking about yeah, certain things met some famous people with some yeah. real attitudes I, I guess i could talk about one that uh i mean if they passed away it's okay right of course uh, albert king i've mm. met him a few times one of the and great- he was always one of the greats i've met right. freddie too mm-hmm. i missed my chance with bb by that much oh. i got the phone call hey danny want to go backstage you got a free ticket i missed the call and the guy had already left oh I, damn so i never got to meet bb but Freddie and. Uh, Uh, That was in uh, '74 in Mm -hmm. San Diego University. Mm -hmm. That was really good. Got to go backstage. Albert, Albert, he was kind of a dick, (laughs) but he's always nice to the ladies. Here's how the story goes. Of course, right. I had a custom-made shirt back then, which nobody really had. I mean, it said "Blues Power." Oh, song. You know? Yeah. 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 Live at the the Fillmore album. Just, in fact, I heard that album when it uh, came out, and I was in my room. I used to have my room in high school was all black. The floor, the ceilings, and everything. And I had like styrofoam fluorescent balls Starting and all brother. the posters of the day. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I had my, I made some hands. I still have them, my plaster hands in high school. They were painted uh, fluorescent orange. <laughs> and they were coming out of the wall and they were faded into black. I had like one of those testers model uh, life size brains, yeah, yeah, yeah. spray painted green. Uh-huh. And so my room was all cool. We'd have friends over and, you know, party and stuff. And uh, yeah. And anyway, um, Albert. Albert King, mm-hmm. uh, and then so uh, I heard that seat album when it came out, and I was sleeping one night, and I had the radio really low, you know. Mm-hmm. And I used to listen to FM radio, and oh, yeah, just that's like the, that's the ba- heyday. kicking back in my black room, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, Blues Power came on, he's all well, and it was like holy shit, it woke me up, like I like, almost fell out of bed. I was like in fact albert king was so significant there's people like kirk hammett metallica i wish i could play the blues that well but i can't
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know there's a lot of guys that i know that are like great guitar players and they admit it mm-hmm. like they uh, can't play blues. you know yeah jeremy spencer's one mm-hmm. uh he's like yeah i really like it but uh mm-hmm. you know it's, it's not really my thing that's cool i respect that you and, do. And, and music has its way of calling to the heart in different ways so there's no right or wrong in any of that right you know, if you're a rapper, punk, metal, blues, yeah. country, whatever, Crossover, more, whatever. yeah, what more power to you, right? You know, but the attitude is everything. Life right. is attitude, right,
2: right. So, it's totally, you know,
1: is. and it's be cool. humble. And be humble. There you go. Be humble. You have to be humble. Hey, raise your hand if you're wrong about anything. <laughs> <laughs> Humanity. I could go off on a tangent with that. I was in a band called Tangent, so yeah, There's but how was that band? Uh, that was uh,
0: one of the best bands. Around a lot.
1: Yeah, we had Garrett Edson on drums. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know who that is. I he was Paul name. Holgate's mm-hmm. uh, drummer. Mm-hmm. Paul Holgate, Montrose, mm-hmm. and Craig Goldie, and all mm-hmm. that stuff, all that can't history. Thank you, Paul, yet. here on the show, uh, man. He always says, "Oh, when he sees." Mike Holsworth. Uh, when I when I see Paul, I
0: always, Paul always goes. We were judges at the Battle of the Bands here one time. Yeah, I did one of those. I got a
1: story for that. And and Paul would always too. go,
0: "Hey, man, you're a rock star, man." What's happening? I go, let's do a show together.
1: Never done a show. Paul, we've never done a show. But he opened for us once mm-hmm. in Tangent they, when he was in Essence.
2: OK. She he tripped me.
1: out on my sister. My sister is the singer for the band. And it just so happens nothing to do with the fact that she's my sister. She's one of the best fucking rock singers on the planet. <laughs> She'll do. Yeah,
2: she I mean, her. she
1: is as good as Robert Plant or Janis Joplin. I mean, she, I've had other guys singers go, well, she's got more balls than I do. That are really good singers. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, she's incredible. Uh, yeah, Tangent. When, but when Dan Pasternak from uh, Rags and um, Vital Signs, they were part of uh, that Bill and Ted's Excellent mm-hmm. Adventure soundtrack, uh, was the keyboardist. Uh, and yeah, we went through some members and stuff. And we played like the Stone and the Omni and all those good places. places. Keystones. Keystones. You know, good that was places. like a lot of fun. You don't have that anymore. In no, this day. you know, and Sam. John Nady, we were talking about. Yeah. Uh, had part of who I worked for, uh he owned some of those, you know, and all that. And did you that play with Jimmy?
0: Jimmy Ziggler? No. no. You just, uh, are I just, just yeah, were just friends.
1: Yeah, we are just friends. Never to had the chance. W- you know, it's surprising. This is the first we've ever met. I've known about but this man forever. It was just like, uh, you know, people you've known forever that you've hung out, m- may or may not have hung out with mm-hmm. it, but you hear about him. Mm-hmm. You know, Johnny O'Day was another one. Mm-hmm. Makes me think of Brad Barth. You know him, yeah, too. Yeah, of course. Brad's such a great engineer, mm-hmm. so, you know, down at uh, the Audio uh, Voyage. Um, yeah, down south. Um in uh yeah livermore livermore
2: yeah
0: i was thinking guy. of i was thinking of the other one over in um yeah, all those guys Soundstage there's a old. whole thing going on out right, there right. jimmy
1: arnax and who's a great there's, guy i've got to you know uh just wonderful people you know mm. so what is what are you doing now oh wait wait before that
0: okay because i know that could be how many guitars do you own uh 70 some <laughs> 70. some. Well, you know the thing about are they all uh, fabs are they all your favorites or uh
1: well you know i used to have a that's a long story in a way. Go ahead. Uh, I used to have over a hundred guitars and I lost it all in 2008 when I had, you know, the crash came in 2008 real estate thing. Yes. I was one of those guys that lost everything. Oh, nice. You know, uh, I lost, I had, in fact, I sold my entire collection about a hundred grand worth of guitars mm-hmm. to Michael Del Cotto, the record plant you know the record plant Sausalito yes yes yeah we
0: were supposed to record in there
1: years yeah he came out to my house with a film crew and filmed our transaction you know and that uh you 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 might have had some mint guitars oh it's painful and I'm trying to save my house right and I couldn't refi because I just had the house for two years and right when it came up time that I had the capability to do that uh I there the the whole market crash Mm -hmm. you know the worst part of that uh it pains me uh was that my mom and my brother died a month apart at the same time oh i'm so sorry and my girlfriend split up with me for no reason she told me so oh you know i don't know i'm just kind of great thanks babe (laughs) right i mean the story goes on i could elaborate on i'm not gonna but the guitar thing though was yes i had like you know a 55 les paul jr 59 Birdland soft cut uh a 62 strat uh a 57 telecaster i mean like a uh you know a 59 uh uh gretch double anniversary i mean it had all these just pristine immaculate uh guitars. somebody sold to brad gillis
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know he was a great guy he took oh, me over Oh, was to- a great guy over to his uh, guitar warehouse oh, in Lafayette. Yeah, and we yeah. spent all day just going through all these guitars. Mm-hmm. It was, And I'm kind of like, you know, uh, yeah, holy heard. crap, here's the guitar that I used on Speak of the Devil, Ozzy. You know, it was all out of tune. I played the Crazy Train riff on it anyway. And, uh,
2: <laughs> gave it back
1: to him. Cool, Brad. Yeah, he was
0: very gracious. Mm-hmm. Very gracious. Uh, I played with him one time when he was with the Alameda All-Stars. You know, just got him. Yeah, I'm I, very I, aware of them. Yeah. You know, that's what I know, you. Uh, that's I think they have I a gig sometime. coming up i think they just it might have happened it might have just passed but yeah I yeah, saw was, something in the it was feed. uh it was at the anchor back there back there and in, in, back in the day it was that was because i knew mark furtado who was in the band called silent partner great guitar
1: player we call yeah. him vibrato
0: There's mark mcgee
1: remember. all those guys
0: mark mcgee came on our show oh yeah he's, 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 he's a great guy a great guy he did melissa
1: yeah for oh great, yeah uh,
0: almond almond yeah and they're we'll doing a almond, thing for that. that uh i think they're doing a not mark but um Somebody's doing uh, the Almond Brother tribute. I guess some members are
1: doing. They're doing a lot of, they're d- doing shuffles uh, of,
2: of those people. Were
1: you ever into Les Dudek? Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I was, was supposed to get to meet him once and I missed my ride. Mm-hmm. It makes me think of another story. I got all these stories, but too many for this mm-hmm. show. Uh, when I was in uh, El Centro back in 73, I joined a band with Richie Valens' cousin. We had a tour bus mm-hmm. and we we played like the Yuma Civic Center and all these clubs and everything. But one of the extraordinary f- memorable parts of that whole uh, time in my life was we had an go- old guy that used to come into our rehearsals. And and uh, we got to kind of know him. His name was Bud Morris. He coined the phrase bimbo. He wrote a song and he lived off the royalties. Bimbo, bimbo, da da right? Yeah, yeah. And he used to be roommates with Les Paul back in the 30s. And he was like one of the fourth of the Three Stooges.
2: Really? Yes.
1: And he told me the story about Curly. I don't know if I should.
2: Yeah, go ahead. It's it's a funny story.
1: Nobody knows this real life story about him and Curly of the Three Stooges. Mm -hmm. They were at the first uh, Stooges premiere back in the 30s. And Bud told me uh, this is like, oh, shit. You know, this is an old story, Mm -hmm. but uh, that Curly had a really ugly date that night. And He said uh, they were at the theater and they were at the first Stooges premiere back in the 30s and uh, they got recognized. So Mm -hmm. they had to leave the theater. And at the time, the Stooges, and you can verify this, uh, the Howard brothers, yes, they would travel uh, the states in boxcars on trains. They lived in the boxcars, right? Interesting. And uh, when Curly and Bud went back to the boxcar with his ugly date, Uh, Moe and Larry wouldn't let him in, and Moe said to Curly, (laughs) your date's too ugly, get that ugly cunt out of here. (laughs) She can't come in, she's too ugly. Uh, they wouldn't let him in <laughs> i can imagine that she must have felt story. that's a real life student oh, story God. Real life they were Mal so and good. larry going no you can't come in they're so He's good i don't
0: know why they don't show more um, i mean because they're you know quote unquote you
1: have to be a little different but well, there's all kinds of they hollywood were history great guys, you know man. i got to hang they out guys. once with tony curtis too tony curtis was
2: great man. you know he was a really
1: cool guy you know what i liked about him mm-hmm. Is he was actually re- you know i'm trying to always you know you meet famous people i've met a few but I've always tried to be very like uh, cordial. Like I'm meeting, you know, your neighbor. Hey, how you doing? Hey, it's all good. You know, without being too uh, on him about anything. I'm not gonna try to get any money from you. Right. I don't want what's not exactly. mine. Exactly. You know, I just I'm just here saying hi to you, one human being to another. It's all good. Exactly. Right. But Tony Curtis, uh, I was at this gala event. Uh, Shirley Jones, and the Partridge Family of was course. there. She was a wonderful lady. We talked yeah. about Led Zeppelin. Oh. <laughs> Of all oh, things, oh, as I brought it up, oh, oh, and, and her husband Marty Ingalls, took my hat off and mm. wore it around the party and stuff. I was like, "Oh, that's cool, you know." And I was drinking champagne, and uh, and uh, Rich Little was there too. He was kind of a dick. <laughs> he's not like he was on uh, on stage. Right. When right. he gets off stage, he's a different person. Of course. I I walked up to I him. No one was talking to him. I thought to walk up and say hi. I have a suit on. Mm-hmm. You know. He just went, "Why are you talking to me?" Kind of looking like, "Okay, cool," you know. Uh, yeah. And, but Tony Curtis, um, I, hey, and I had a camera, and uh, can I get a picture? He's like, oh, sure. And he walked, and he pushed somebody away, and he came over, and he put, like, his arm kind of around me, took the picture. I'm all, thank you. And then I kind of, you know, removed myself and just let him be. Mm-hmm. And then I went out to the uh, other part of the building, mm-hmm. and where there's this big event, his he was getting a Lifetime Achievement Award. Yeah. Yeah, Tony was? Yeah. And uh, so I'm just standing there doing the man stance thing. I'm in a suit, you know. You're just like... I always used to get people, do you work here? You know, because if you have the right look and the attitude, they they think you work there. You have people coming up. and right, right. You know. And uh, and he walks by. All of a sudden, I hear, you know, I got my back to the, that part of the building. And I'm coming through or, you know, whatever. And I look back. It's Tony Curtis. I just minding my own business. Mm-hmm. And he walked by me like this. He's, like, walked by and went. <laughs> I'm like, wow. Tony. Tony
0: Tony man,
1: the Vikings some like it
0: hot he was great oh yeah
1: you know that was the other time I the first time I kind of uh was with him was uh, they had this other event at about a week previously this is kind of a trippy weird story uh that um they were giving him this lifetime other award achievement Mm -hmm. award and they were watching some like it hot Mm right and uh, I was like, okay, cool. And I stayed for a little while and I was walking uh, out of the theater. And you know, they have that little alcove, whatever that is in the theaters. You walk before you walk into the theater, right. there's a little room there. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'm walking back this way and I come back and, and it's dark in the room. You cannot see hardly anything. And here's Tony Curtis. I mean, he's like, right here with his wife who kind of looks like Marilyn Monroe Mm -hmm. with his head on her lap watching some like it hot and I stood right there you couldn't see me I know I'm gonna put my chair back and uh I just uh, you know I was trying not to be creepy or too over whatever but I stood for a moment just watched the expression on Tony Curtis's face watching himself you know some like it hot like and it was so Extraordinary! I can't even put it into words. Like surreal. It was very surreal. Like us. Wow! He's watching himself, and there's Jack lemon and on the you know screen with him. And uh, what is must have been going through his mind? It, right. Exactly. He was. You know. He was. He was really. He did. He did some good shows, man. I mean, he was. He. He was really an action figure. Uh, he could. He could make people was laugh. A ni- nice person too. I mean, I know there's this, the stories of. Yeah, It's kind of like with Jerry Lewis or whatever like his kids are like kind of estranged or whatever, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah He was nice to me. That's good, man. That's good you know. So um, in your life,
0: obviously you've been around you know, you got all these little different stories You yeah, should like be- the ink
1: spots thing. Yeah Yeah,
0: I mean that's a great story to actually have the ink spots, the legendary ink spots you in your sure? backyard yeah. right. but that was a time where they couldn't get. You couldn't get around.
1: They, Which would, people is so. That's how part of America community. is, and there's still elements it's of still that. A show a lot of it. Down you know, south. yeah. yeah close your eyes and, you know, it ears doesn't, make and doesn't make sense. You know, what skin color are you? It doesn't right. matter. It doesn't matter you know, we're I all human actually believe I uh, almost could go off on a tangent on that the forces of good and evil mm-hmm. Exist in uni- the universe mm-hmm. uh, Someone once said if you ask the universe a question and if you're open enough to receive the answer and smart enough That it'll give you the answer how old are the forces of good and evil in the universe Trillions of years old and humans are easy pickings yeah. if there's a spiritual realm Which doesn't necessarily mean we have to believe in God. I think of most people that study the whole thing of religion and all that mm-hmm. uh come to the conclusion if you study all religions mm-hmm. you want to see god go look in the mirror there it is but then that means you have to take responsibility for yourself right and what you feel and oh you know voices mm-hmm. i i mean i could think i go on would go on to rob a liquor store doesn't mean i want to do it mm-hmm. the possibilities of thought and i think a lot of earthlings don't quite uh, put that all together well i could think this i guess that's what i feel now it's it goes beyond that mm-hmm. Most definitely. I was like that Beatles line, it's only me, it's not my mind. You know, Think yeah, you could. They were so far ahead of what they are t- and how they talked
0: about love, and which we're still yeah, doing, you know, still they... listening to it. Uh, I love I love what um, what Danny just did. It shows you how relaxed he is. I love this. He's talking, and he got his hands on his head. You know that he likes being on this show. So... Oh, yeah, I do.
1: It's an honor. Oh, not everybody gets that part, but I kind of earned you. it. I just worked hard, you know, for me as a musician. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm kind of like, in a way, a public servant, so you know, well, there's nothing wrong be. with that. I've gone by the high school, like Livermore High, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, I got dropped off there once because my lady had some business, I'm like, well, shit, I'm, just, I'm hanging out by the 7-Eleven there off of Stanley. Mm-hmm. I'm going, you know, I'm going to make myself useful. I went down to the creek. Mm-hmm. And there was a shopping cart there and I got the shopping cart and filled it with all the trash mm-hmm. and took it back to the Seven Eleven, mm-hmm. and as just as I was taking it back, the guy came out of the store and goes, what are you doing? I was like, well, I just happened to be here. I thought I'd clean out the stream and take all the trash and put it in your dumpster. And he was like, you're an environmentalist. Okay, like people do that, although some people it'll upset them. No, I, you know, I think that was uh, a wise move. How about like there's another similar story, I don't know how much time we got, but uh, like uh, having uh, in San Diego when I lived there, I lived in a house. It was a really nice house up on the hill type mm-hmm. thing, but it ended up uh, with a canyon, and uh, way across the canyon there was this dead end street, mm-hmm. right? And there was like a bunch, of, uh, there was a lot there, there was no houses or anything, but there was all this trash it was there. So, but, yeah, but check this out. Uh, I went across, way across the canyon one day with some trash bags. Mm-hmm. I thought, well, I'll, I'll just clean it up. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm picking up trash, and there's nobody around, and I'm kind of minding my own business, obviously, just picking up trash, putting it in the bag. And all of a sudden, this guy shows up. He goes, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I just look across the way over there. It's got kind of a really nice to you. And I thought he come over and pick up the trash. He goes, what's in the bag? I'm like, trash. Trash. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just ignored him, and I just kept going and and all then I'm kind of like whatever mm-hmm. and then uh, all of a sudden there's like five guys, mm-hmm. what are you doing? And they're serious. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, shit, I'm picking up trash, you know, I'm just trying to. Da, da, da. And uh, they're all, what's in the bag? And I'm like, let's look, trash. And then, uh, you know, what, you know, and they kept on. I was just like, look, and I emptied the bag of trash, and they're all, you better go. And then I said, like, okay. <laughs> and then. Uh, you Was know, going back down the canyon, they started throwing rocks at me.
0: Sad, yeah. It is sad. Y- you know. some people don't. I want to turn. <laughs> the, like really? I, I want. to turn the page a little bit because That's you got t- tre- tremendous. So what is uh, a present day? Because we only got uh, a few, few more minutes. Yes. So what is Danny Means doing right now musically? Uh, you're, I mean, I know you're busy, but what are you doing right now? Well, currently,
1: I have a a tentative project with. Uh, there's I for the bass. Uh, the band uh, Malo
2: uh-huh.
1: yeah, the bass player from that band he played with Ronnie Montrose and uh, 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 Merle Sanders mm-hmm. uh, he was my student one of my students I've really? had some of my students do pretty well mm-hmm. yeah he sometimes would call me hey we're in Boston we're doing an, an arena show at a... I'm like I'm at home oh. <laughs> okay. I taught you <laughs> <laughs> great you mm-hmm. know but he's been calling me and we have a tentative uh thing going on. Mm-hmm. Actually with the drummer too, Juan Carlos Miller is one of my drummers. Anyway, he's played with uh, uh, he's with Chaka Khan right now and he's played with Parliament and Funkadelic and mm-hmm. he was in a band with uh, Michael Jackson's keyboard player Ronnie Rancifer mm-hmm. and uh, Lenny Williams from Tower of Power. And uh, yeah, he's a great drummer. He's a funky guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so uh, he's kind of, he knows, but mm-hmm. we still haven't been getting together. I'm trying to finish some of these other Projects in fact, I still have glue on my hands Mm -hmm. from working on that staircase. I rebuilt the staircase Mm -hmm. yesterday. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not lazy I rebuilt the engine in my car
0: interesting, so you're you're a man really of um, many 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 great gifts that you have like you were just talking earlier Yeah, I think like we and we were talking about I think what you have you have a a, a big spirit and most
1: importantly you have a
0: big heart You love your heart. Oh, yes, absolutely You know, know, I like me
1: You know, I'd Mm -hmm. hang out with me if I didn't know me, you know, yeah. Would you marry yourself? You can ask that people. uh, That question was posed just recently. on And most people say, no, what a shame. It is a shame. Can't you just shut up and, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe, you know,
0: just humble yourself. Mm -hmm. It is about all about humble. So you're doing that.
1: and you're and you're writing the music you do
2: oh, a lot yes. of instrumentals yes. you said
1: well i do a lot i do the lyrics and mm-hmm. all that and uh i have like a whole backlog of mm-hmm. of stuff i haven't even finished i've mm-hmm. got like uh more than a few hours worth of all original music that i'm proud of that's mm-hmm. really easy to slap together a song and to say this is a song but you know i i uh kind of uh, try to uh you know, formulate and call the, my musical influences to mm-hmm. make it seem like there's hopefully some originality there mm-hmm. somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, I have like all kinds of songs that I've done that some of them uh, like, wow, uh, I've had people like reactions. Like once I wrote a song with a good friend of mine, John Young, uh, who I still know, a guy from junior high, who's mm-hmm. worked with uh, some famous people, mm-hmm. uh, Patrick Stewart, Ricardo Montalban, mm-hmm. uh, Ian Anderson, uh, mm-hmm. John Anderson of Yes, and mm-hmm. all these, uh,
2: John people Anderson,
1: and yes. we wrote a song in high school
2: mm-hmm.
1: about bible and ufos because mm-hmm. we were reading von daniken and everything oh yes, back in high school even we were uh, we you know listening to sabbath and frank zappa and all that stuff. zappa was great so we thought we'd try to like write a song and we i swear john and i invented sci-fi metal we did <laughs> and we wrote the song called consider this which we later played at a big theater at a church in San Diego and got banned from playing for playing that song Was it because it was sold out or was no? It was just it was because so different it, it was so different because right. we were playing the church music as they were accustomed to mm-hmm. Having it, you know very mm-hmm. sedate and nice background and, right. and we're on this really it was a great th- Gig though for that fact that we shocked the shit out of them.
0: That's they that's were like
1: you have time for one more and we right. just looked at each other and we went into this song consider this which is Uh, kind of funny uh it starts out we when we wrote it we figured if we we started out with a fast country thing Mm -hmm. and then it goes into the metal thing Mm -hmm. and then it keeps getting progressively heavier and heavier Mm -hmm. and heavier Mm -hmm. and And then uh, they were saying you got to come you got to leave church yeah well we finished the song there was a bunch of old people there it was a big theater they were like oh what yeah what just happened a bunch of kids were like, yeah and then you know all that stuff and then the a preacher, minister, guy came over to me. and We were on this big, huge mm-hmm. stage, and goes, "Well, you know, that you guys can never play here again." I'm like, "Yeah, we know." Mm-hmm. So on, I, nothing I, vulgar in it. I, I understand. So on that note, you wanted to give a shout out to some people. You got uh, a little piece of paper? Yeah, I have a little piece of paper somewhere here that there was a few people that uh, I don't know if you had your chance. Maybe you would. Mm-hmm. It's in one of these pockets. Mm-hmm. You know. I knew I, I should have kept it. Yeah, you should have kept it. Wait a minute, here it is. It's all there it tasseled is. So up. So if you want
0: to do that, I want to give yeah, a you shout know. out. I want to give a shout out, thanking Danny for letting me talk to uh, Sugar Pie Santos. We're going to be doing an interview with her on the phone, but uh, and that's in the future. But Danny, go ahead and give
1: out yeah, a shout out. Yeah, real quick with the, uh, Tumble. Uh, yeah, uh, my, my friend uh, Tumbleweed. Yeah, he was a great, great harmonica. Uh, Bill uh, Xavier at BC Rich Guitars uh yeah i got sugar on here yeah we talked about mm-hmm. sugar just now Riverbo- uh yeah sugar pie DeSanto. she's very worthwhile to Most check definitely. out she was one of muddy waters uh singers and with all-star band it's just incredible if you can get a chance to go watch uh, some of that youtube of her with willie dixon and uh uh all on, the greats you know sunny boy williamson and Helen uh, wolf mm-hmm. and this all-star band yeah sugar's a worthwhile uh, mm-hmm. person to look at uh check into yeah she's uh, pretty close friend of mine mm-hmm. uh, Scott Eckhart you know I've done some music with him Great guy. Uh, sleaze you know Sleeze mm-hmm. Smith
2: mm-hmm. yeah he's a him. great
1: guy mm-hmm. really cool person uh, Sherry Taylor singer Herb Burns of course uh, a bandmate of mine uh, Birdleg he's a uh, blues harp player Chicago he's turned the world and been on the cover of blues mm-hmm. you know magazines out of there and Drew Harrison Sun Kings mm-hmm. you know of oh, course band. yeah I was in. to used to live together oh the Sun yeah. Kings are great yeah, yeah. Sun Kings got to keep moving. Yeah, got to keep moving. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, Craig Lucero. He's a cool guy. Uh, Hatriot, uh, mm-hmm. the band, uh, you know, Z- Steve uh, uh Zetro of, of Exodus, his band. Um, <laughs> I used to practice at my uh, ranch, the house caught on fire one night. That was another story. Mm-hmm. Um, Ray Cepeda, uh, guitarist, uh, Steve, um, Rossman, mm-hmm. you know, St- Stevie Keys. Mm-hmm. Um Just give me their name yeah, 'cause we're moving. The band Glory, Jerry Rainey, my old guitar teacher. Um, and uh that's about it. Well that's great. You know, is that and your yeah, th- that's my phone that's know that it's that time. Okay. Here, let me uh get rid of that. So story. as we at,
0: that was excellent that you did gave all those tributes and mentioned all those names. There's some bu- great names, great musicians yeah, Scotty London, there was a bunch Scotty of Scotty London. Robbie Dunbar. Robbie Dunbar, he's you been in my house.
1: We've, we hung out you, you we've the guitar. He's a great guy. Great so, player. you
0: know what, Danny, I want you to come back again. Thank you, sir. And we'll do this, but right now, as we normally do, we give out a shout of love to people, and we want to thank Danny Means for being
1: here. Thanks. God bless you all, God and bless. we'll see you again. Peace and love. Thank you. Peace and love. Pleasure, thank sir. You. Thank you, sir. Thank you so Pleasure much. for having me. Yeah.